Praise team, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Once again, you just can we give a good hand to this praise and worship team? They've done a marvelous job. Come on, did you walk out of here last night encouraged? We walked out of here last night encouraged. I remember saying, when you walk out of here tonight, it needs to be just you and Jesus and none of the baggage that you brought in. How many of you feel like you left a lot here last night, but you walked out with just Jesus? Come on. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We welcome you tonight. Uh, if it's your first time here at Covenant Church, you're very welcome here. This is a church full of comeback stories, and we have a motto here of continually better continually better a church full of comeback stories we are on our way to heaven and our goal is to take as many people with us as humanly possible so if you've got a friend if you've got a relative you've got somebody that you know needs Jesus I encourage you to consistently continually invite them call them text them when you think about them in the middle of the day don't dismiss that Send that text. Make that phone call. You don't know what that means to them. When you walk up and you just put your arm around them, you say, hey, I love you very much. You're my friend. No matter what, I love you, and I'm here with you. I'm here for you. Praise God for many people that have decided to get baptized, and we're going to baptize Sunday night. We're going to baptize starting tomorrow morning, and uh, the Word of God is going to be bring, uh, brought to you tomorrow morning by Jan Michael Pate. Looking forward to that. He's going to bless us with a mighty word. I, I've already seen some of his notes, and I said, man, that right there is good. And I know he's been on fire, ready to bring that message. And then again, tomorrow night, what time tomorrow night? Six o'clock. If you don't know, six o'clock. Be here at six o'clock. Listen, I want to do something, um, and I'm going to need uh, a volunteer. Let's see here. Uh, why don't we get uh, George? Perfect. I got to find somebody who's going to be here pretty late. Some of y'all like to cut out on me kind of early. George, uh, stand up real quick and just let everybody see who you are. Kelsey, if you don't mind, just stand up with him. That's his beautiful wife. You don't have to come up here. I know you're worried, like, what in the world did we just sign up for? This is what I need you to do. Uh, Kelsey or George, uh, maybe Amy behind you, can send somebody downstairs. I need you to get a clipboard and some paper and a pen. And if you want to get baptized, I need you to go find him after service. He's going to be here when the doors are locked probably because he's part of our family and we don't leave here until really late. I think last night it was about 10 o'clock praying with people. And uh, so if you left at uh, 9 o'clock, just know that you, you might have missed a little bit, not too much, but uh, encourage you to just get all of God that you can stand. And then when you think you've had enough, go ahead and get a little bit more. I hear you, Jason. All right, so what are we gonna? If you're gonna get baptized Sunday night, I need you to just sign up over there. We want to kind of get an idea of how many we have, and we'll just get your name, and uh, just sign up there with him if you don't mind. Just take the time to go over there and do that. Now, listen, if you don't sign up with him, that is totally fine. It is not a problem. Just come on and get baptized. If you didn't bring your clothes, we've got some really thick blue robes that cover everything. And you can't see through them. We made them like that on purpose. And they've got, we got small, medium, large, and probably extra large. 
and we can accommodate you. Now, you might have to go home with some wet clothes, but that's okay. Your car seats will dry out. I encourage you, I encourage you to take another step in this revival. You need to take another step. Do not be complacent. Do not be complacent in your walk with God and you say, well, I'm a Christian. I love God. I'm, man, I, we're good. I'm good. The revival is to make something important again, to revive, to make something new again. And we talked about that. And uh, my wife asked me, she said, do you mind just re reading that definition again? So I'm going to do that. Revival. It means improvement in the condition or strength of something. So if you say I'm strong, you need an improvement in the strength. So it's an improvement in the condition or strength of something. It's also when something becomes important again. Tell somebody, I want it to be important to me, important again. Amen. All right, just like we always do at Covenant Church, we're going to pray. So join with me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you tonight very humbly. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for what you have already done in this place. Thank you for a mighty move of your presence last night. We thank you, Lord, for those that received the gift of the Holy Ghost, received healing, received deliverance. All of the things we prayed for and asked in your name, you did every single one of them last night. And we thank you for that. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to do it again tonight, tomorrow morning, the next night. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. So if you've got your Bibles, just go ahead and turn on back over to Exodus. We're going to go there again, but we're not going to stay there because uh, we are going to exit right on out of this place. And uh, we're going to learn from some people's mistakes and, uh, you know, there's lots to learn in this Bible. It's a book of instructions, and if you haven't read your instruction manual for your life, I would encourage you, this is a good book that you need to read cover to cover. If you don't know this, I will tell you now, you can read four chapters a day and get through the Bible in just a little bit under a year. So I know that seems like, oh, that's no big deal. It's, it's a little bit of a task, but just think about four chapters a day. If you've never read... The Bible, cover to cover, or however you want to, if you want to read it chronologically, however you want to read it. Maybe you need to listen to it. But you need to get this into your spirit. If you rely on a church service, sometimes some people just once a week, they like, I come to, on Sunday mornings, that's my church. I don't read a lot of scripture. Do you realize how long it's going to take you to get through the Bible if you rely on me? I mean... Tonight, we got like verse 23 through 24. Wow, two verses over here in chapter 15, a couple of verses in 16, a couple of verses in Numbers. You're going to be here all day and all night. Welcome to Covenant Church. You have just become a member for 50, 60, 75, 100 years. I would encourage you to, to get this on your own. You need to read your word. Not only that, you need to pray. You need to fast. You need to give of your time, talent, and treasure. Some of those things, if you're not doing it, you are missing out on a mighty, mighty blessing. God wants to bless you, and I'm telling you, when you give God everything, because so many of us hold some things back, but when we give God everything, He will give us literally everything. He will give you your heart's desire. Now, He's intentional, and sometimes He is intentionally quiet. Sometimes he is intentionally still. We like that God of action. I love it. Lord, I want the gas pedal. 
And we've got something that we got a new shirt that was made around here. And if you don't know the story behind it, I'm not going to talk about it, but it involves a dream. And it's got the two covenant church arrows pointing one direction, and it says 122 miles an hour. That's the kind of people we are. We're gas pedal people, and uh, we're hammering on the gas pedal, and we're not going to leave anybody behind, but we might, you might get a scuff or a rug burn or a turf burn or a, a road rash or something with us because we are trying our best. We are going 122 miles an hour. I don't like to move slow. I don't like to procrastinate. And we want you to be on board with us as we go about this beautiful, beautiful adventure of living for God. It's a journey, but it's an adventure. How many of you remember as you were a child, you're like, I want to go on an adventure. I want to go on an adventure. Now, some of you have been a little bit more adventurous than others. You know, I just immediately think about Jason Ray dying, and there was all that thing, you know. There, you know, there was that. I joke with him sometimes, and I'm so thankful that I can say, I walk up to him and I say, Jason, hey, hey man, <clears throat> you remember that time you died? <laughs> and I just say it like that. He's like, yeah, I do. God raised that man from the dead. It's not a, hey, guess what? Don't, don't, take all, don't take all the accolades and the pats on the back. And I know you don't, but guess what? I found out today. You're not the only one. It happened just a few days ago, and we didn't even know about it until I got a phone call this afternoon. Stand up, Lazaro. That man, you need to go get his story. It happened. We didn't even know it. Hey. I'm telling you, he sent me a text after service last night, and he said, hey, are you still up? Can we talk? And I was celebrating my son's birthday party that we had turned 23 years old. Bryce turned 23, and we have delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. And finally, in a revival service at 1030 at night, we're over at his house eating spaghetti, just like, hey, happy birthday. We finally fit it in. When you got a, a, a family full of firefighters and just work and church and everything else, it's like, we'll just do it when we can. I called Lazaro this morning, or this afternoon about 3 o'clock. He said, man, pastor, he said, I, I was dead. He said, and there's a whole allergy in this. It's, a, it's an amazing story. But God, he saved his life. I mean, the pulse rate went to nothing. Just like this situation here. But he has a praying wife. He had a praying wife. And there's a praying wife and family over there. And as soon as it happened, it was on the knees, on the knees, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, I need you. I've got to, Lord, you've got to touch my husband. Raise him up. Raise him up. And it's boop, 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 boop. Praise God. Praise God. All glory to God. All right. If you, it, you got your Bibles, Exodus 15, verse 22 through 24. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, everybody say three days. I know if you were here last night, you know we talked about three days. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Moriah, Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. Verse 24, so the people grumbled against Moses. Turn to 16, Exodus 16, verse 1 through 2. 
the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day. I know y'all will talk, we talked about three days, three days, three days. But listen, in this adventure, in this journey, you're going to know that it, you're going to get past the three-day mark. This revival is exciting, and it's, you know, we said revival is not hype. Revival is revival. It needs to be you are revived. You don't need to be motivated by me. You need to be inspired by the Word of God and inspired. And it needs, what is the word inspire? In, inspire, in. You need Jesus in you. It needs to be an experience. And you get Jesus in you, you become inspired. And nobody has to say, hey, come to church. Hey, show up. Come on. Hey, I need to text you. I need to call you. Please love God. Please love Him. Please love Jesus. Please give your heart to Him. No, you are inspired. And you then are carrying it to everybody else. So don't get hung up on the three-day part. You're like, because you can't get to the 15 days, 20, 30, 50 days, 100, 400 and something days. Years. And you need to stay inspired. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt, in the desert, the this is a people that have seen unbelievable miracles. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Flip over and go to Numbers. And y'all can get there way faster than me because you've got somebody throwing it on a screen for you. Numbers 11. But I like to read off a of real paper. Numbers 11, 4 through 6. The rabble with them begin to crave other food. Listen, be very careful as you receive your deliverance. Be care very careful as you receive your blessing and your freedom that you don't start to have what we call in East Texas. You ever heard this word? If you haven't, I'm going to teach you a new word. We've got some, uh, Brother Jack over there, he's from Wisconsin and different ones from Ohio. And uh, it's called a hankering. A hankering means... It's something that you are really craving. Be careful that you don't have a hankering for the old. That you walked out of here last night. You, I'm walking out of here tonight. It's just me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. I'm leaving that addiction. I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this. Be careful that you don't have a craving or a hankering. They begin to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing pretty much whining and said, if only we had, to, had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. And I taught a sermon on this not too long ago, and I underlined at no cost. Your sin absolutely has a cost. And they, they said, we remember in Egypt when we had that fish and we had that meat at no cost. You're right. They fed you. They fed you because you're their slave. You're a slave working for them, making bricks, and sometimes making bricks without straw. Slave labor. Thank you for my free food. Thank you for my beautiful free food. Thank you for the rice and the beans. We're so thankful. Don't ever, ever begin to say things like, wow, this was meant to be, or wow, I'm so grateful and thankful for. You know, I begin to think about the man and the woman who are married, and maybe one of them starts to look and have a hankering for the, for the office lady or man, and then something happens, and they begin to say things to each other like, we were meant to be. We were meant to be. Yeah, I heard some wives in the audience who said, no, no. No, you weren't meant to be, and don't ever begin to say, 
thank you, Jesus, or thank you, like it's some kind of God moved in here and did something. God don't work like that. God's not going to put you in bondage and in slavery and put chains on you. He's in the business of setting people free. So this business of we remember the cucumbers and we remember all this and the fish and the meat at no cost. Man, how blind. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. I don't know any of y'all that I don't really desire garlic and want garlic. I don't think about garlic. I like meat. Maybe some garlic on it. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. Go now to Numbers 14, verses 1 through 4. That night all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. What a bunch of crybabies. I'm telling you, a bunch of crybabies. All of the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had, come on, now they're getting serious. If only we had died in Egypt or in the desert. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword our wives and children will, t- will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Oh, back to the sin, back to the bondage. We walked out last night. Leaving. Please, nobody walk up here to the altar tonight and say, Hey, uh, can I, look, oh man, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to miss that. There's something I laid down. It really was fun. Now, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, it was fun. I had a lot of good times with that. Back when we were talking about, you know, partying in 1999 down on the Cancun beach, there's some, there's some things that happen. There's some experiences where you're like, oh, man, I really don't want to just completely. No, we're walking away. We're not picking it back up. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. I want to preach to you for a few minutes on this title, No Complaining Allowed. No Complaining Allowed. Look at your neighbor just say, look, No Complaining Allowed. You know, this is funny to me. This is funny what happened just now. I, I, I do a lot of sermons. I'll say, hey, look at your neighbor. Tell somebody. Hey, tap somebody on the shoulder. Hey, push somebody. Do Hug somebody. Hey, kind of just, that's, I guess that's a preacher thing. And so many times it's like, hey, tell somebody this. And it just, it's like, say it, they, y'all say it and it's over. There was a lot of talking right there. <laughs> there was a lot of, hey, no complaining aloud. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, like. The, uh, we barely made it to the revival tonight because you've been. Hmm. I think back to when I was a child and I'd be acting up on the pew, which was a lot. And you just get that, just that firm, just mmm, just mmm. And my wife had something that she uh, had that we used on the boys. And hey, parents, hey, just. Heads up, this is a great thing to learn right now. It's called the minding muscle. If you don't know where the minding muscle is, the minding muscle is right here. And she would get down and crank down on that muscle, and they'd be sitting right beside her, and she'd just go, get down on that minding muscle, like, mmm, mmm. One quick story, I got to share it. I got to share it because it just worked out. It just worked out that I need to share this story right now. And we're going to get back to this, and it's going to be serious, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to walk out of here on fire, and we are not going to be complainers, and we're not going to go back to our sin and pick it up. Right there, 
where, the, where these men are sitting right here, I used to be up there playing those drums all the time. And my boys decided to get in a fight during church, during praise and worship. And there was a, we talked about this last night. It was so funny how it came up last night. And there was a bloody nose on the front row with a white shirt. And one of the, Bryce just was like, get off of me, leave me alone. And an elbow connected. And my boys were laying hands on each other, but it was not in a biblical, spiritual kind of way. During service, we, I mean, so if any of y'all have seen anything that's happened in this church, like kids running around or we're having to correct or do something, y'all ain't got nothing on my boys. My boys, they're just like, we fought on the front row and had bloody noses. But that mindy muscle. All right, let's get back into this. Why not, why not complain? I will tell you, complaining implies that you don't trust God. If those Israelites and all of us, to us today, if we really trusted God, we would not complain the way that we complain. For the Israelites, complaining brought curses. Last night was amazing, and likely many of you, I will say probably all of us, walked out of here feeling bulletproof. And that's, an, that's a good feeling. I mean, I talked to uh, some different people, and they came, they were texting me. I feel amazing. This is awesome. I love this feeling. I love everything that's going on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And my wife was getting text after text, and she's like, wow, this is amazing. People are really getting deliverance. People are really feeling like they're getting closer to God, and things are happening, and it's just the Spirit of God doing this. It's not man. It's not us. It's not what we say. It's not religion. It's it's not religion. It's yeah, that's what it is. So here later on when this time happens where there's going to be an altar call and there's going to be a time when we are going to say, God, I need you. Well, we can't do that anymore. we got to let go and we say, Jesus, move in this place. Jesus, do the work. Help us to hate the things you hate and to love the things that you love. It's important. That's good. You need to feel empowered. God is with you. You're more than a conqueror. However, this is a journey, and for some, it can be a pretty wild adventure. I want to go to Joshua now and read in Joshua. And you guys uh, up in the booth up there, thank you so much for all of the work that you do all of the volunteering. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. Starting in verse 13. This is the fall of Jericho, if you've got a, a subtitle above that. Now when Joshua was, was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. I want to go back to, he said, neither. He said, Are you, are you for me or against me? What's going on here? I'm a little nervous. I don't see angels with swords in their hand very often. How many of you would be, yes, I would make me very nervous. I don't, just a man with a sword in his hand. Just walk around the corner, oh, hey. 
I didn't bring my 9 millimeter with me. I feel a little naked right now. You've got a sword. I've got a knife. And he says, Who, what's going, are, you, are you with me? Because if you're not, I'm fixing to start running. He says, neither. It's a time in your journey and your adventure when you have to be sure that you are on the right side. He was waiting to hear, hey, what, what, what's your plan? Forget about me. Forget about me. I've been sent by God. What are you, who are you sent by? What is your plan? What are you going to do? Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Verse 2, then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. It's already done if you'll listen, if you'll, if you'll believe me. Along with its king and its fighting men, I just want to stop at the first word in, chap- in chapter 6, verse 3. He just says, March. We need to focus in right here. He says, I've already done this. I've already delivered it. I've already, the battle's already yours. The battle is yours to win. It's yours. The victory is yours. March. March. Get on your horse and go. Start making one step in front of the other. And don't worry about what's going to happen. Just march. Just go and march. So you, you received a great blessing last night. Praise God. You felt the presence of God. That's great. You feel empowered. You feel bulletproof. I'm proud for you. Now, march. Now, I need you to march. You will never get to the next mountaintop without first walking through, or if we want to say marching through, the valley. But, but it's tough. I don't know if I can do this. This is hard. This is going to be hard. This is going to be a test. This is going to take some faith. This is going to be, mm, I don't know if I can handle this. This is, this is a, man, I, I mean, I like revival and all. And I like the music. And y'all, man, I just, I just don't know. How many of you, I've been there before. This was me. I'm like, I just don't know, man. Because Rex, I, I feel you're like, man, I don't know. I don't, for a lot of people have this feeling. They don't, they're scared. They're like, I don't feel like I can do it. I'm scared that I'm going to fail. Therefore, I don't really want to start. Because nobody likes being a failure. I hate to start something and not finish it. Men, can I get an amen? Yeah, that's, that's us. If you call me and say, I need you, I want to be the guy who shows up, I'm there. God says, I'm calling you. I want you to be a disciple. I need you to go. Come. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, I don't know if I can do it, God. See, I'm a sinner. I'm, I've kind of got some bad tendencies. I'm likely going to fall and fail. And he says, I knew you were going to fall I knew you were going to fail. I know you're going to fall. I know you're going to fail. But just let me be right there to pick you up and kick you in the tail and say, come on, let's go. Keep going. There's not an army in the world. There's not a fighting force in the world that doesn't sustain some bullet wounds sometimes. The Navy SEALs are bad to the bone. SEAL Team 6, Rangers, Army Ranger Recon, all these things that we hear about and we know about. Any veterans in the house, raise your hand. You're bad to the bone. I don't care what you did. 
Yes. Men and women in here. There's not a fighting force in the world that doesn't sustain some casualties, some injuries, some bullet wounds, some twisted ankles, some falls. You can really pull through and, and be the victor and you win the war. Sometimes the battle might be lost, but in the end the war is won because of the whole force moving and working together and they don't there's a saying in the military, no man left behind, no woman left behind, no one left behind. That is covenant church. If you fall, get up. If you can't get up, hang on, we're fixing to pick you up. We have been trained in pulling people up and lifting them up. That's why I said earlier, when somebody gets on your heart and you say, man, why in the world did I think of Martin Duran right now, just out of clear blue? I don't know. Hey, Martin, just want to say I love you, man, and uh, have a great day. I'm praying for you. Proud of you. Just, just send it. Pray. And if you don't want to do that, stop and pray for that person right then. Just pray for them. Pray for them. We will put on the whole, everybody say the whole, not part of the armor. We're going to put on the whole armor of God because we are the army of God. Some may even say, well, when is all of this moral decay that is all around us, when is this going to stop? Because I just, I can't stand it. It's ridiculous. And when we see it, we're watching on our phones. We see it on TV. How many of you have just absolutely cut off cable? You don't have cable anymore. You don't, you don't have Dish Network. You don't have Direct TV. You cut it off. And then you've got Hulu and you've got all these different things. And doesn't it just disgust you when certain things come up and you're like, man, I'm just trying to watch Wheel of Fortune. And you want to put that in front of me. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I don't even want to hear R-S-T-L-N-E in two vowels. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to see Vanna. I'm over. I'm, I'm through. There is a moral decay in our world, and it is going to get more and more. There's a force. There is an enemy. We don't battle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Powers, evil, darkness, demonic forces, princes of the air. That's what we're battling against. So should we armor up? Yeah. Should we armor up? Yeah. Should we be praying? Should we be fasting? Should we say, God, I, I need the whole armor of God. What am I going to do? I can't fa fight and I can't battle if I'm not armored up. I, what good does my AR-15 do with empty clips? I need real bullets in a real gun. You need to armor up. I'm going to tell you when all this is going to stop. It stops when the church of Jesus Christ puts on the armor of God and goes to war for the traditional family values. If not you, hey, listen to this. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? You must be bold enough to stand up, strong enough to speak up, and determined enough to stay up. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? Are you with me? What are we standing up for? You stand up for the cross. You stand up for the Ten Commandments. You stand up for the unborn. There is a cause for the righteous, and we will fight.
There is a cause for which the righteous will fight. Praise team, if you're ready, get up because we're fixing to get down to business. And we're gonna, I'm going to get out of the way, short sermon, and let's get to the most important part. It's the cause that causes us. It's the cause that causes us. It causes us not to complain, not to pout and whine, not to lay down, and most definitely not to quit. Everybody say, I'm not going to quit. They got a video. We're a little bit late. mighty name we will stand I know it can feel right now like hype but this is not hype this is not religion this is not hype this is Jesus the Spirit of God is strong in this place he's moving in this place and conviction is falling in the house of God there is somebody here right now and last night we mentioned it we said if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired welcome to a revival service where you can get revived and something that has become unimportant to you now you say I want to make it important again I want to give my heart to God again 
I need a moment at an altar. I need to say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to repent. And I want, I mean, because that's what this revival is all about. We got to get revived and we want people to come back to the Father. So right now, if you're in this house, every head bowed and every eye closed in, in Jesus' name, Lord, I need you to, Lord, work right now. Jesus, Holy Spirit, work in this place. If you're in this house tonight and this sermon has worked on your heart and conviction has fallen on you, I want you to just lift up a hand and say, I want, I want to do something more for God. I need to repent. I need to give my heart back to God. Just I see there's hands up everywhere. It's an amazing thing. Hey, there's a lot of us that need revival in our hearts. All right, you can lower your hands. There is no, not going to be any guilting. There's not going to be any guilt tripping. And there's not going to be anyone made to do anything. I believe that you raising that hand right now is a good sign. And I like to do something as an outward sign. I like for some to do as an outward sign. I'm proud of you. I want everybody right now, let's give a, a hand clap to all those that raised their hand that they say, you know what, I need it. If you raise your hand tonight, I am very, 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 very proud of you that you had the courage to say, I need a closer walk. I need to repent. I'm not right. I have sin in my heart. I'm not close to God like I need to be close to God. And I'm, I'm going to be bold enough and I'm going to be mad enough at the devil that I'm going to raise my hand and say, that's me. I'm, there's some hands that are still up in the air because they're like, you know what? I don't even care if anybody sees it. That's me. That's me. I need Jesus. I want to read Philippians 2 verses 14 through 16 quickly. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved, depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. This is how God wants you to be. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ. So that you may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. This is not for nothing. Everything that you're doing, the sacrifice, the journey, the adventure, the three-day journey that turns into hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days. It's not for nothing. You absolutely are going to receive everything in a crown one day. Last night you didn't leave empty handed. Tonight I need you to make sure that you are walking out of here and you need to stand up. You need to speak up. And you need to stay up. It will be worth it all. No regrets and no complaints. No complaining allowed. No complaining allowed. So the altars now are open. If this is you, if this hits you right between the eyes, if this hits you right in your heart, and you say, man, I, man, a lie preacher, you were talking to me. I got so many texts last night, and they said, you're talking to me, you were preaching to me. I'm like, man, I don't even know you. It's Jesus. It's not me. It's His Word. This is the Word of God. God woke me up three nights in a row at three o'clock in the morning and he said, you need to preach this topic and this topic and this topic. And I was like, Lord, I don't even understand. I don't even know how I can make a message out of that. And he said, just preach it. Just preach it. Just preach it. 
in the name of Jesus right now as these altars are open and they're going to sing a song here in a minute if you're not needing to come to this altar what I need you to do right now is I'm grateful and proud and glad that you're revived I praise Jesus that we got a lot of people in here that got revived last night and you're revived tonight what does it do? Let me find a family member. This is my son right here. This is my daughter-in-law. When I walk up to them, and I just walk up to them and I say, Guys, I love y'all so much. Man, I love y'all. Or if I just walk up to Lexi and I, and I just, I love you. That, that touch, that embrace, that does something. You have no idea what it does when you're, this young man, Jake, this young man, y'all, he was one of the last ones to leave last night. And when he, when they walk, went to walk out of the door, his parents hung up and they got talking to Matt Geisler here for a few minutes. And their son was like, a few more minutes in the presence of God. He stopped at the back door and he came back in. He was on the back wall and he was doing this. And he said, he said, can we just not leave? Can we just not leave? I just want to stay in the presence of God. As a little child comes to the presence, as a little child surrenders themselves, that's exactly how God expects us as grown men and grown women to respond to Him right now. So make your way up to the front. Put your hand on somebody. They need that touch. They need that hug. They need that embrace. Children, come on, the children, come on up. If you're a child, I want you to come down here. All the children down here, come on. Come on, all the children. I need my youth workers. Crystal, come on, Crystal.
Repent right now. 